0: Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane.
1: And I'm Megan.
0: We are two moms trying to make room in our lives for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. We hope you'll join us on the journey to think more and do with less. Today, we'll be talking all things minimalist beauty. We'll begin the podcast with a short interview with Lindsay Moeller of Balm Skincare. As founder of the Natural Beauty line, Lindsay will share with us what prompted her to create this line prioritizes natural ingredients, and how you can take steps to reduce the beauty products in your home. We'll then transition to our beauty routines. For us, this area is a work in progress. While we haven't disposed of all the carcinogenic products, we still believe in making small steps that add up. Progress over perfection, friends. Hi Megan, how are you doing?
1: Good, how are you?
0: I'm good, it's Friday, so... I actually really don't like the weekends, so I don't know why I care it's Friday. <laughs> I feel like the weekends we, are just...
1: Mom, we, mom and parenthood weekends are very different than any, you know, when you were just working. And then you would like, yay, Friday. And now you're like, oh, it, it's Friday. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to start working on Saturday nights because I feel like by Saturday, I've used all my resources. I've gotten all, all the play dates. I've used all my little ideas that I've come up with to entertain my kids throughout the week. So I'm like, goodbye, Marty. I'm going to go to work now on Saturday nights. There so you go. I don't have to worry about it. All right. Well, let's start the show like we always do with the minimalist moment and resource of the week. Do you want to start with the resource this week?
1: Absolutely. My resource is another podcast and it is The Lazy Genius by Kendra Dachi And I really think you guys will like episode 51. It is about cleaning the bathroom, which is a super fun topic. (laughs) But Kendra has this way of, she's just so quirky and charming, and she has this way of making cleaning the bathroom sound fun. The part I think that our Minimalist Mom listeners will like is that she does it keeping everything simplistic and minimalistic in mind only use one cleaner have a just a certain system so that it goes the quickest and it's also just interesting to get new ideas for doing the things that you do over and over again and i mean really since maybe your mother taught you how she cleans the bathroom i mean when do you ever talk about that with someone like never so we you may be doing something that is nonsensical just because it's the way you assume everyone else does it so anyway it it was a good episode i recommend you listen to it
0: oh i'll definitely have to go you know i'm a podcast junkie so Mm -hmm. so my minimalist moment of the week there were a couple i thought of but um, what I, w- I felt convicted to share was that I dropped some clothes off to a shelter slash homeless center. feel like we should share with people that are really in need. So I guess this is just my challenge to you to consider those in your area that are less fortunate. Because I just thought about the Goodwill down the street from my house. And it's all college students that shop there. I guess I shouldn't say all, but I know that college students shop at Goodwill. And it's not that I don't think they'd a, they need a bargain well
1: with the thrift stores in general you're there. not all of them some of them are for profit but a lot of them are non-profit and so you are helping out the cause indirectly meaning like you're giving them product to sell and which then they use that money to help people that are in need but in the case of the shelter you are one step way you're literally directly giving to the person who needs it right there. So while both cases are good, uh I feel like your instinct is right in wanting to help someone directly and get, having the most impact that the that clothing could make.
0: I I think maybe it was like a community mindset that I had, like I want to give directly to my my community today mm. if I can. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, again, like you said, I don't know where Salvation Army and Goodwill sends their profits, but I'm like, today I can do this good thing for my community. I'm not trying to boost myself up. I just challenge you all to consider those places, women's shelters, homeless shelters in your community that you could get back to. Awesome. All right. Well, now we will start our interview with Lindsay Moeller from Balm Skin Care. And then after that, we'll go ahead and discuss our routines. Hi, Lindsay. How are you doing this afternoon?
2: Good. How are you guys?
0: Good. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to be on here. Thanks for having me.
0: Before we dive into all things bomb skincare, can you tell us just a little bit about who you are on the most
2: basic level? Sure. I am an Ohio girl from Northwest Ohio, and living in Columbus now for about ten years. I'm a, a huge natural lifestyle buff. I'm always trying to find ways to bring myself back to balance and nature and grounding myself and just really finding purpose and passion in the life that I have here.
0: That's wonderful. I feel like I'm right there with you. So you've created this bomb skincare. Can you give us a little background on that? I mean, it obviously, the foundation of it lies in what you're passionate about.
2: Yep, absolutely. So the whole thing really started after I, my family, you know, we lost our mom to an environmental cancer and we just learned a lot during her battle just because she wasn't able to respond well to typical Western protocol. And so we were forced to look into alternative treatments and found a lot of health and healing with alternative treatments, specifically a raw lifestyle. We took her to a lot of different healing institutes. And through that process, we all learned so much about things needed to change, and um, how to live a more natural lifestyle, how to live a raw lifestyle, and we just saw the amazing healing that it was doing to her body, and just giving her vibrance and quality of life, and, you know, her tumor was shrinking, that this, it just seemed, Like, it it definitely should be, it was kind of like, why have we never heard about this before? You know, Mm -hmm. if this thing is so powerful and we're finding a lot of success with it, why isn't it it not an option? You know, why is it so difficult to get this treatment? And so just after her passing, um, I was just really frustrated with the fact that we felt like our hands were tied. Mm -hmm. And that we saw this opportunity to really provide health and healing for her. But we couldn't access it or it was too expensive or, you know, we couldn't get products. or We couldn't. There just was too many roadblocks and it wasn't fair. So I wanted to do something about it. I want to create a world that I actually want to live in. And I think getting access to really good natural products that aren't just marketed as natural, but really are natural is important in creating businesses that put humanity first. I think is is important.
0: I admire you for wanting to. Continue to put things out there despite having a big loss in your life.
2: Yeah. Thank you It definitely puts things into perspective I I guess just garners a a level of passion that I now have I want to be able to live my fullest life before my time and it You know, I I feel like she did but I feel like there was still a lot she wanted to accomplish and it was just too short I want to put myself to completely living a full life, you know Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely so how did that translate into you starting Bomb Skincare? What did that look like?
2: Yeah, um, a frustration. I think I think in the in the, in the very beginning stages of of grief, you know, it's kind of like why did this happen? How did this happen? And mm. I process things very differently. I process things very logically. And to me, there's always a solution. And so this was that solution. You know, there were there were clear issues, and I wanted to do something about it, and so. I was just thinking, and I think afterwards there were lots of things that crossed my mind. Like, do we do, you know, a walk in her name? You know, I didn't, I didn't like the idea of her passing and like everybody forgetting about her. Um, and even for me, I think this whole process has been a healing process of, you know, how do I continue her legacy? Like, she, her life was taken too short, and how do I heal along the way? And mm. this process has helped that and just organizing things and putting together and, you know, intention and prayer is kind of like this makes sense. So I started actually with an herbal laboratory, just creating products for different practitioners. So it was a little bit more of a B2B business. And then that translated into us starting a direct to consumer line. And that's where Skin Care really started is this, uh, we wanted to get it in the hands of the end consumer. We wanted to use the raw lifestyle that we saw, you know, a lot of power and a lot of healing with and apply that to commercialized products and get that out there and and really start to impact people's lives in a bigger way.
0: So... You're. Do you have a degree in this? I'm like, how can a normal woman like me just go into a, a lab and start playing around with all these different products, trying to create beauty products?
2: That's a good question. Um. So my, my education, yes, is all in science. So I went to Ohio State and I have a biology and molecular ge- genetics degree. Mm-hmm. And so my initial passion was going to go into dental school. I did cancer research at the James, and so I'm very familiar with a lab and a lab setting. Okay. That makes a lot more sense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought the same thing.
2: (laughs) Uh, My professional background is all in marketing. So I guess that kind of helped with the business side of things. But Mm. yeah, I think a lot of the learning really came from studying herbalism. So I've I've been studying herbalism for now five, six years. And I think through that and understanding how herbs really work together and how you can really hold out the different qualities of herbs, that's the training that's helped me the most. Mm-hmm. and creating and making products.
1: So what have you obviously I'm assuming you're using your own products and have yeah. tested so many different kinds. What are the benefits or the health benefits that you were seeing from using a more natural line of beauty products?
2: For me, I mean the health of my skin is like it's never been before. You know, maybe when I was younger and I didn't really care about skincare, or skincare routines, but um it has, has just given me so much more confidence. I, I don't wear makeup anymore. I can walk out the door with literally nothing on and could not think another thing of it. I still feel very confident. My skin is just fresh and glowing and just is really healthy. And I'm not gonna get these big breakouts. Uh, and and from an anti-aging perspective, I'm giving my my skin the best foot forward to prevent any type of premature aging that could happen. I mean, no, it's not botox, you know, it's not um it's not a quick fix by any means, but it gives me the confidence that on the daily I'm using what's really good and healthy for my skin.
0: That's really cool. I feel like I feel like people are starting to get it and hopefully as a culture we can just embrace the more minimalist products and beauty like either beauty products or skincare products so do you feel like that is true too do you feel like more brands are embracing the concept of the natural minimal skincare
2: absolutely i'm seeing it out there a lot more the one thing i also am seeing the trend of natural products in general is the marketing of them and kind of the false, you know, marketing of natural products. Um, and that's always an issue. And and unfortunately that requires the consumer to be educated on, you know, what really is natural, what's not. For example, I, I saw a campaign, I think the other day, and it just, you know, reiterates this, um, this issue, I guess, is they were, the campaign was like, I am not synthetic. And it was going across all these different types of, you know, it was with people, and it was it was a great campaign. You know, it, it really left me feeling like, oh, this is a really great product. And as soon as I looked at the product, and of course, because I know what all the ingredients are, I'm like, it's all man, it's all man-made synthetics. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing in there. natural, and so it it's just. That's the issue. I think that, that, and that's going to continue to happen is that, you know, marketers will know it's a trend and they're going to optimize on that trend. But in general, I think there still are really good companies out there trying to make a name for themselves and trying to, you know, really push clean products because it is an issue, you know, Mm -hmm. and it is causing, they are seeing a lot of um, links between diseases and, and bioaccumulation, which just means toxicity buildup in our bodies, with products that we're using. Mm-hmm. There is actually a link there, so mm-hmm. I think is is you know continuing to be researched and reported on, you know, forcing companies to come out with cleaner solutions.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what does your skincare routine look like, and how may it be different from what I would say the average? woman would do
2: so our products are all raw and I probably should explain that a little bit so we don't use preservatives there's no stabilizers there's no synthetics in any of our products there is going to be a shelf life on some of them and we think this is a good thing you know it's it is all completely food grade you could eat it it's it's skincare that you can actually consume and there's no problems with it it's not going to taste good you know it's not (laughs) wouldn't it wouldn't you know cause a problem if your children got into it you know Mm -hmm. so okay and it's safe to use on children, you know. But the difference is, so so a daily routine for me is, the, it's cleanse, tone, and moisturize is the routine. And so the cleansers are a raw honey cleanser and, and buffing grains that are mixed together. It makes a paste, and then you use that as your cleanser. You'll rinse that off. You'll use a toner, and then follow with a moisturizer. Some of the differences are, our cleansers actually are soap free. So I'm, um, your skin is very acidic and any type of soap at all is alkaline. It goes through an, alkalized, an alkalizing process. And so every time you're using an alkaline product, it brings you out of balance. And so it forces your body to produce more sebum, more oil, to bring you back to the acidity level that it wants it to be at, which is good for you know, the right bacteria growth and all of that. And so, so I'm really keen on soap-free cleansers. And that's one difference that people kind of have to get used to. And then the toner, our toner is based in raw apple cider vinegar. So it has a little bit of a pungent scent to it. Um, It does dissipate. And that's, again, things that people need to, you know, people have to get over those little inconveniences of like, you know, the heavily fragranced products that just smell amazing but are loaded with all these chemicals, we completely take out any fragrance. So you're going to smell a little bit of the the real, you know, raw materials of the products, but I think that's worth it. You know, that little inconvenience is worth it for the safety and efficacy of the product. It's funny
0: that you say that because as I was having my first baby, I went to a – care- what is it called? Oh, Living Life with Newborn class. And she said that we – put on all these lotions and oils on our baby. And really they don't need that at all because their skin has been so moisturized in the womb. And really those lotions are uh-huh. just for us, like the fragrant scents. like they have their own chemicals that will produce that little sweet baby smell. And really anything else is just us as adults wanting to smell them.
2: <laughs> it's just, and it's funny how people, and they know that, you know, and, and they, um, they put those products out there just to, it's, it's it's a little bit of marketing, you know? Definitely.
0: All right. So as moms and minimalists, we tend to be very intentional in the way that we spend our money. And I will say, I know that it can be a bit more pricey to spend money on the natural products. So can you give us an argument in favor of spending a little extra? Why would I want to just spend a few more dollars on a product like this?
2: Well, I can speak directly from, you know, our line where a couple of things. So there are products can be used for multiple purposes. The cleanser, for example, if you wanna leave that on for five to 10 minutes, now it's a mask, and it works really well as a mask. And we have a charcoal-based cleanser that you leave that one on for 10 minutes, and that's like a you know a purifying, um, and a detoxing mask. So they really can be used for more than one purpose, which is a great thing, you know? Mm-hmm. If the more you can have one product that does several things, the, the less you have to buy all these things to do all these things. Right. And I, I mean, honestly, you know, for me personally, cause I obviously get to make the product and, I do have some excess that I can use for myself, but I bathe in the same product that I use to wash my face. So literally what's in my shower is the same thing that's on my counter to wash my face with. And the lotion that I use on my face is the lotion that I use on my body. So I mean, I'm not, I, I am not—I literally am very minimal in my routine. The other piece is that spending a little bit more on a really good skincare routine, as I kind of alluded to before, that for me, like I don't wear makeup any longer. And mm-hmm. I mean, not even mascara. Most days, if I have like if I have like a really special meeting, okay, like yeah, I'll put some mascara on. But no, I, I still have a glow. Like you know, my my skin tone's very even. I still feel very flushed and full of color, and um, I feel very confident without wearing it. So I spend significantly less on makeup, you know. And my makeup now lasts me because I, I use like a mineral-based. Um, you know, it lasts me a lot longer. Whereas you know, I, I, I guess I spend a little bit more on the skincare, but overall that, um, you know, I I feel like I'm spending less overall.
1: Well, that's a good, that's a good point. You're not spending the money on the the depths of all the different products that you may have purchased if you were still going the regular drugstore route because we are often sold on, well, you need some, a product for this and a product for this and then a product for this because your face (laughs) is so different than your body. You can't use the same thing on both. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And there's also things I think when you get really, really used to natural products, it's really taught me a lot about me, you know, and what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And there's a, there's a big learning process with this journey, especially when you start to get into more natural lifestyles in general. And there, you know, even outside of the typical daily routine, there are things in the kitchen that I could use for skincare and it's not like it needs to be this whole DIY experience you go and buy all these different things to make all these different skincare products in your kitchen but for a scrub for example our daily routine has a light exfoliating scrub very light so that way you could use it every day But there are definitely times when I want a full, you know, exfoliation and I'll go down and upcycle my used coffee grounds from my coffee machine and I'll throw a little olive oil in there and make a scrub and it's the best scrub I've ever used. So there are definitely like little tricks that we have access to these products that we're already using and I don't, you don't need to buy it. It's Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just, the more you get into natural lifestyle, the more you kind of learn like, oh yeah, this would, this would work or let me try this. Mm -hmm. And and you're not afraid to try it because you know that it works.
1: Well, yeah. And I think about those old school remedies where you put, or spa treatments, you put cucumbers on your eyes Mm -hmm. and you you do the face mask where you mix, what is it? Like eggs and mayo. I don't know.
2: (laughs) You mix a bunch of stuff from your kitchen and put it on your face
1: and yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense.
2: And there are some things that don't work as well. But I mean, I think the more you get used to natural products, you don't fear that like, oh, these will never work. You give them a try. And if they do, wonderful. If they don't, it's no harm, no foul. It's not like you went out and bought all these products and they also didn't work. Because we do that a lot too. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
1: and yeah, we're we're big advocates too of, just like you said, try it, just try it out. Be more, being more mindful in general Experiment with it. If it doesn't work for you, that's fine. But you may find some things that do. Mm-hmm. So it's just never hurts to to try it, and then you may be pleasantly surprised that you found something that works. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, thank you
0: so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Can you tell everyone where they can
2: buy Balm skincare products? Absolutely. Thank you, guys first of all, for, for having me. And, um, you can find us online. We are primarily online, um, because we make everything to order. So it is www.balm, B-A-L-M skincare.com. Great. Well, thank you so much. I hope that
0: some of our listeners will go seek out your products and I actually am going to head there this afternoon. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much for having right, me. Thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks again to Lindsay for all that wonderful information. And I hope that I'm kind of inspired to go on Balm and start using the skincare myself.
1: Absolutely. Or just making my own scrubs at home. That sounds fun, actually, looking up some recipes on Pinterest.
0: So in preparation for this episode, I'd say there are two paths we could take. And it occurred to me that we could do the minimalist beauty routine, rather the one that takes the less time and effort while still putting your best foot forward. But then the other route I thought we could discuss were the pros and cons of the natural slash organic beauty products, which is why I wanted to interview Lindsay. She's a mutual friend of one of ours. And that said, I think we can probably hit on both of these topics. I know we're not experts on really any of this. We can just give you our um, understanding and just some of the information that we've sorted through. But we do wanna share our routines with you and why we have chosen to use or not use the products that we do. So that said, why should we care about what we put on our skin, either in the shower or, or just in our beauty routine? I never really understood this before until I started researching the way that terms are used and the way that you can use the word natural versus organic and what's regulated in those terms. So I guess that if you are familiar with the word natural, it has no regulated definition. So the FDA regulation does not mean FDA approved. So anyone can put the word natural on there and slip things into their makeup or skincare that aren't necessarily quote unquote natural or clean, like Lindsay mentioned in her interview. So ingredients that we don't want in our products, there's actually like a ban in Europe that they do not allow a lot of the products that we use or a lot of the chemicals and ingredients in their products, which I find fascinating.
1: Absolutely. I remember coming across a lot of that when I was just starting my minimalist journey and just completely being, I don't know, I feel like in despair. Like how could we allow this? We have such a great country. Um uh, I know it's rooted in consumerism, but wow, what what can we do? And I don't have this answer right now, but what can we do to make that not the case and how can I go get all the products in Europe that mm-hmm. <laughs> don't have all the crap in it? I mean to the point where I know Johnson & Johnson – well, I have a friend that's a, an executive there, and they will produce two different products. They will produce one in America for cheaper with the cheap chemicals that they can slip in there because there's no regulations. And they will make a cleaner version of the same exact product. It will look the same, but on the back, you can see that the 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 um, ingredients are different. And that mm-hmm. just – Blows me away. And it's completely legal. There's nothing wrong. They're not doing anything unethical. They're actually being pretty smart as business people, but as consumers, we really wish that script was flipped.
0: Yeah. And it was interesting because when I was in Paris last year, I did go into one of the drugstores, and you are very much limited in what you can purchase there, and prices are higher, but you do have to think there probably aren't parabens in this Mm. or all these other crazy chemicals that are probably going to affect our skin long-term for the worse. So I do like how Lindsay mentioned in that interview that if you do pull out a little bit more money now, it's probably worth it in the long run mm-hmm. for what you're going to be spending. Or it
1: just seems like more money. It's not yeah. really more money mm-hmm. if you look at your overall spending.
0: Yeah. And I don't know the, the thing that got me thinking about this a couple of years ago and why I wanted to touch on it was because we consider what we put into our body, via food, but we don't consider mm-hmm. what we do in the shower or in the morning, and those things affect us just as much if not more because they are going directly into our skin as opposed through our digestive mm-hmm. system. Your, so.
1: the skin's the largest organ of your body. The most of our environmental allergens and all of that are being absorbed through your skin, so it is very important.
0: Yeah, so clean and safe products are key and in regards to time and effort spent something to keep in the back of your mind i really this really helped me as i struggled with body image a lot and still do to a point but people don't like you because of your appearance they like you for you and when you can get over that hump of like i have to wear all this makeup or have to have to own all these products like that's not what makes you special quote unquote to other people like people like you for your personality And no offense, but if someone likes me because of my appearance, I don't really want to be friends with (laughs) them So true. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's just something to keep in the back of your mind as you're getting ready and stressing out about the pimples on your face. Like, who cares? That's not why your friends like you. So that's just something I had to say. Again, Megan and I are not experts. This is just some of the information that we've sifted through and come across through our journeys and minimalism. So now we want to kind of jump into our routines and what we do. So, we are not, by any means, as I said in the beginning, free of all chemical-causing agents. <laughs> so, <laughs> you are forewarned. <laughs> Megan, do you want to share a little bit of your routine with us to begin with? Would want to start with the, the shower. Oh,
1: okay. So... We use Dr. Bronner's soap, and now I'm going to be reconsidering it. (laughs) Lindsay said even that. I have a razor. I don't use shave gel, and that's from when I was a teenager because I just found that my skin broke out when I used it, so I just shave in the water stream with the naked razor, and that's it. Then I use Kirkland brand, which is Costco's. Name brand moisture shampoo and conditioner, which it has all the paraben free whatever language on it, but as Lindsay said, it's probably full of synthetics. I also use so I have a condition called cystic acne, which means that it goes uh, when I get breakouts sometimes, not all the time, it goes like there's six layers to your skin and they go all the way down to the very deepest layers, so they can be very painful. Um, So I do use um, medicated face scrub. I use an Alba one with salicylic acid in it, but that's really the only like really strong ingredient I would say that I use. But I'm wondering now if I go to something raw or more natural, if I will have fewer cases of those breakouts that that's made me really interested to hear.
0: Um, I too use Dr. Bronner's in the shower. Actually, Marty was the one that started buying that, but a little goes a long way. Mm -hmm. So you do spend like $14 in this giant tub of it, but then that's at least what we have. But then it lasts for months. Oh, yeah. And both of us are using it. Yeah.
1: And we even put it in, like, that's what we use for all of our, the soap dispensers in all of our bathrooms. So we use the liquid Dr. Bronner's. You just put, like, two tablespoons at the bottom of a, a, we just reuse the same pumps over and over. So Mm -hmm. we bought one, like, Mrs. Meyers pump or something. So you would put two tablespoons of that bronner soap in the bottom fill the rest with water Mm. and it's foaming Mm -hmm. it's like the foaming thing that's all that's all foaming you know hand soap is is just watered down regular hand soap yeah i mean it's
0: very liquid highly concentrated the dr Mm -hmm. bronner so Mm -hmm. and don't use the mint because it burns
1: oh well if you don't like that some people like that my husband uses the peppermint he likes it it.
0: shouldn't be burning (laughs) (laughs) I, I try to get the lavender, and Marty always goes back to the mint. I think it's a manly scent.
1: Yes. So. Yes.
0: Anyways, <laughs> so
2: yeah, we bye. we okay. like
1: well we we'll do the unscented sometimes. Okay. Well, we I should say we did that when they were really little, when my kids were little, and we've moved from that to oh almond. Almond is our favorite. Oh, I like almond. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, in the shower, I do use Pantene products on my hair. My hairstylist friend told me that those strip your hair, and so you have to continue to use Pantene products in order to get the benefits, but once you stop using them, mm. you will notice a difference, but I like the way it smells, <laughs> so <laughs> it makes my hair smell good for days.
1: Yeah, so maybe that's our challenge to you is to try a different, try to switch it up and see if it, if it does work that way.
0: Yeah, and the whole point of this episode, which I was going to say this at the very end, but I'll just reiterate it now, as what do you truly need and eliminate what you can try to go one less product free this week mm-hmm. than you would
1: typically use. Ooh, that's a good so, one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's one of my little challenges. So, mm-hmm. all right. Now on to skincare. What do you use for your skin? I know you've talked a little bit about it, but what else do you do?
1: For face and washing off makeup, I do what's called oil cleansing. So this is probably the most natural woo thing that I do with my skin. Um, I had a blogger friend who posted what she did. It's been at least, oh, maybe five years ago now. And I tried it and loved it and have been doing it ever since. It's three parts castor oil. It needs to be the purified approved for medical purposes type of castor oil, not the type that you would use in the kitchen normally. So you can get those in Whole Foods in the uh, skincare section. So three parts castor oil, one part olive oil. So just whatever the regular extra virgin olive oil you have hanging around, you mix that and then you put it on your face And then you run the water and get a really hot, um, get it really hot, put the uh, face cloth or washcloth under the water and then put the towel on your face. So You kind of give yourself a little steaming facial there and then wipe the oil off with the washcloth and that's it. And I've, I've loved it. At first I thought, oh, this isn't cleaning my face, but it really, it gets all the makeup off, especially eye makeup. At first I thought, oh, maybe my skin's going to feel tacky. And it is a little weird to get used to at first, but it just, because the oil just soaks in and moisturizes your face really well. I really enjoy that method. So that's something to try if you're currently using a cleanser. So
0: you use that every day?
1: Yep. I use that every night. And then I have like the Neutrogena Naturals moisturizer, like face moisturizer that I'll use on my face, which we like. We know now it's synthetic, but that's okay. <laughs> and then I'll use, like I said, like for, Alba also has this tinted zit zapper if you have, if I have a breakout or something. So with the sulfur acne treatment, which is supposedly more natural than the salicylic acid. So that's something to check into if you have that issue as well. And then like for whole body we just use the whole foods brand body lotion everybody uses that we just have one big pump in the middle of our bathroom sink and everybody uses it
0: I am really bad about using body lotion I mean I never
1: Mm we well, don't have to We just have really dry skin as a family.
0: Oh, I mean, I do, too. I I, look like like a crusty old man. Um, But there was always something about getting all oily and greasy that I couldn't stand. Mm. I I think it's like a texture thing. It's the same thing with sunscreen. I wear it because I'm a redhead, but I... I mean, everyone should wear sunscreen, but I hated just feeling oily,
1: and Mm. I think that's part of
0: the thing, but
1: sunscreen is another thing i was going to ask you about that because that is highly a contention it can a point of contention yeah. amongst um natural people who are trying to be more natural in their skincare. um some people are like well you're just putting more chemicals on there and so the sun is it worse having more sun exposure or worse having the chemicals bake on your body and i understand that there's what is it zinc oxide is the most natural and is natural literally it's in a mineral that comes from the ground that will protect your skin. However, it lo- it's white. Mm-hmm. It's naturally white and so it looks weird <laughs> to put it on. So I I'm more I'm more in the camp of a little sun exposure is good, vitamin D is good, but if we're going to be out for a long time, then I get the most natural as possible zinc oxide based sunscreen and use that. I don't use a daily I don't use products with sunscreen in it daily.
0: I think when I was wearing foundation, my foundation had sunscreen in it, so I wouldn't worry. I didn't care about anything but my face, really, Mm. when I'm out daily. I have to share this embarrassing story really quick, though, (laughs) because it's just too good not to share. (laughs) So you talked about the zinc oxide having that white tint to it that you can't really remove. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I have it for my kiddos, and it stained my stroller because Mm. it's so white. Anyways, I was in California two summers ago, and... I dropped my friend off to get her hair done in Beverly Hills. Um, I guess she dropped me off, and I was walking around Beverly Hills, and I was like, "Wow, it's really sunny here. I need to get some sunscreen. I'm gonna burn up." So I went to the Whole Foods in Beverly Hills, and I'm like, "I don't want to spend all this money. I'm a cheap girl. I just need a little bit of sunscreen." So I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna use one of the samples. Like they have a sa- like you can just try me." So I squirted a ton in my hand because I'm like, "Oh, this will be plenty. It'll rub in." No, it did not rub in. <laughs> I was wearing a tank top in Beverly Hills, and I have white arms. Like trying to rub in the sunscreen, and I—I I mean, I had to leave the store, but it wouldn't come off. I was trying to wash my hands in the store with like—I didn't find a bathroom. I'm walking around the store with white arms in Beverly Hills. It was the most. Do you feel
1: like thing. Macbeth, like your sins were all... <laughs> you couldn't wash out your sins. <laughs>
0: It was seriously humiliating. I had to go pick my friend back up, and I used the sink at her hair place, but I had to walk around oh, well. Beverly Hills with white arms, <laughs> and I called Marty, and he was just shaking his head at me in Ohio. No, that's but funny. Yeah, all that to say, I believe in sunscreen is high, highly concentrated as you can, because I do not want to get skin cancer. I've already right. had skin cancer a few times, because I used to tan back in the day, and... Yeah, I have mm-hmm. several scars from getting those little yeah. carcinomas taken yeah. off.
1: Melanoma is is one of the most, I should say it's it happens more frequently. It's the most deadly. It's the most quick cancer. So yes, that is something definitely to be fearful of. So, so I don't want to you know bring light to that, but I think we can be careful about what kinds of sunscreen we're using. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What about makeup? Maybe we should jump to that big topic of Mm -hmm. makeup.
0: Yeah, so I wear it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's like the one thing, even if I'm a hot mess, otherwise I always have my eye makeup on. So, I mean, I just use mascara, eyeshadow, eyeliner, and then I'll color in my brows as need be. I also dye my eyebrows. I don't dye my hair, but I dye my brows because they would be non-existent if I didn't. They're always a little bit darker for a week when I do it. So try and find one that matches your, your hair or your skin tone. But, yeah, I mean, I just use CoverGirl, nothing mm-hmm. organic. I have not found anything organic to really work the way that my old trustees do. So mm-hmm. what about you?
1: I, I've i been experimenting with different kinds of organic makeup or natural, more natural ones for a while. Basically, I walk into Whole Foods and I try whatever they have there to see, you know, I've tried different brands there and most of them have been great. Granted, their price point is higher than most drugstore brands, but I have found that they are very high quality and they last for a long time. As we we didn't hear, we were, we were saying earlier that we turn off the recorder with Lindsay and then i asked her another great question and we should have had it on air but i asked her if we are could could you go into whole foods like i just said and buy whatever that they have there are you making a better choice than regular drugstore brands and she said yes it's better but it's kind of like maybe buying, I use the example of gluten-free junk food. Like it's a better bad choice. Like it's not the best choice, but at least it's better than the regular old junk food or driving through a fast food restaurant. So there you go. Um, so I'm trying to make a better bad choice. Maybe eventually I will find the best choice for my skin, but, um, several brands there like Zulu and Gabriel. What else have I tried? Mineral fusions, really good. Palladio, anything in the whole foods I've tried. They've been great. Um, also the brand called unique is supposed to be somewhat natural. They use the most natural products that they can. They claim that's one of those things where you need to find a rep in your area to purchase from them but I really love their BB cream and their mascara is just amazing and it's, it's expensive but I can't not use it because I love it so much so those are the things that I use I have some non-organic things that I haven't been able to find like I haven't found an eyeshadow I really like that's not that is natural, I should say.
0: I think the problem with those sometimes are that they wear off so quickly. Yeah. The non-natural, or I'm sorry, the natural ones. Right. That's what I've come to find. Yeah. So the other couple of things that I use almost on a daily basis, I use Not Your Mother's brand. It's not natural, organic, It's but it's I use their dry shampoo. It's one of the best that i found for pretty inexpensive. I know that there probably are better ones that may be more natural, but I really like this one for the price point. And again, I said that I dye my eyebrows regularly, but I do not use nail polish. Um, I said I don't dye my hair and I don't go tanning anymore. I mm-hmm. think just these little things can help improve just the amount of exposure mm-hmm. to harsh chemicals or just mm-hmm. the UV rays in regards to tanning. But
1: Well, I would love to be able to not dye my hair, but... I am about 30% gray total. Really? Yeah. So, late 30s changed the game for me. So, okay. I I cannot... I used to be able to, in my 20s, because I, I, I had my... Stylist pulling gray hair out of my head on my wedding day when I was 21. So I've always had some gray hair. I have gray hair. And yeah, you know, and I think most, most people do have a few, but it just got worse than there. So anyway, I've been dyeing my hair consistently since my late 20s, and it's gotten to the point now where I can't go more than six weeks. Like really? it's that I want to say bad. And granted, it's all according to your own vanity. (laughs) So like I could go every three weeks, really, if I wanted to cover it up completely. And my stylist says that she has people that come in every other week to get it done. So yes, for your, both your pocketbook sake and the chemical sake, try to, you know, have as much time in between it. But I just can't at this point in my life not do it. I've, I have thought though, like, what is my long-term plan? Because I don't want to be doing this every six weeks for the rest of my life. At what point, and I've been asking my stylist this, like, at what point can I transition to, will it look like it's intentional that it's gray? Cause I told, I love, I, I love gray hair. Like in general, I think it's, it's beautiful and natural. If you have if it looks intentional, if I, can I put it that way? Do you understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but some, some women just don't, you know, you see 90 year olds that that have brown hair. You're like, I don't think that's natural. So I think at some point it feels and looks more natural and it's beautiful. And I would love to have it, but I don't know what that's going to look like for me transitioning to not Dying it. I even talked about like, what if I dye it all gray, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it looks intentional at some point and be kind of cool. And she was like, yeah, you're not there yet. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, not right now. But, um, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to what, what do you call age gracefully? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and what does that look like? I'm totally open to that, but I also have really, really long hair and to grow it out. It takes like three years, so I'm going to, at some point, have to cut it short to catch up with whatever I'm I'm working toward. Most women, I think, try to, you go lighter and lighter, but I look really awful with blonde hair. I tried it once. It was awful. So I don't think that's an option for me either. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We'll see as you get older, but I just bring that up because I know... Many of you older moms out there or older than your 20s will, uh, are probably facing that issue as well and feeling guilt around the dying. So,
0: yeah, I think that the reason I mentioned not dying my hair is because I feel like I was so focused on trying to change who I was when I dyed my hair. I hated the fact that I had red hair, I hated mm-hmm. it. No, I was so different from everyone else, and so. I would do the highlights, and then I would dye it brown, and then one time I accidentally dyed it black. That was a, oh. a box at home. Black hair does not look good on my fair skin. So, yeah, I just think embracing your natural self, that's what this is really all about. Like, embrace your natural self and then eliminate what you can. And if you spend more money on dyeing your hair right now because it makes you feel good, that's great. Like, I probably will here at some point as well. But, like you said, aging gracefully... That's, that's you. That's, I mean, we are all going to look a certain age at some point. And when you dye your hair brown as an 80 year old, everyone still knows that you're 80. Like, (laughs) no, you're not fooling anyone. Right. So so, I don't know. I think that's my problem with all these techniques that we take to stay young and youthful. Just everyone still knows. Like you have a 40 Mm -hmm. year old son. We know that you're not 40 yourself. So... (laughs) All of this ranting to say, what could you improve? Just choose one or two ways that you can improve. And it's progress over perfection. That's all that I think anyone can really do. So... So what did you think about the interview today? We invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting our website, minimalistmompodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at podcast. If you'd like to receive our show notes via email, text the word minimalist to 444-999. Thank you for joining up on this journey. We wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.